Hello, welcome back for season two of the Excel Still More podcast. I am your host, Chris Emerson, and I'm here to encourage you with tips and strategies to help you build stronger relationships, deepen your faith, and just get the most out of your life. Thank you for joining. Let's get started. Welcome back to the program. Thank you for taking the time to listen today. Time is the theme for today's episode. We're going to talk about the way that you and I use our time. And I understand that even setting aside 20 minutes, wherever you are right now, is an investment you're making. And I want to thank you for your ongoing support of the Excel Still More podcast. Now, I hope to give you some very practical things to think about in terms of the way you utilize your time, especially discretionary time, those precious moments where you get to choose what to do. And I believe that one fairly simple question, a filter, if you will, for what you choose to do with your time can make all the difference in the world. The title of this episode is an indicator of what that question will be, and we will get to it shortly. I don't want to take the entire 20 minutes warning you about obvious realities concerning time, but it is worth a minute or two just for a casual reminder. Just about everyone says there is not enough time in the day or in the week to do the things that you would really like to do. We all know that it is precious, that it passes all too quickly, and even if you believe you have a lot of it, Chances are you've overestimated what you have to work with. Does the Bible teach this? You know that it does. A variety of passages indicate such, like James chapter 4, where it talks about the guy who's going to spend a year in a place and do all kinds of things, but you don't know what your life will be like tomorrow. And it goes on to talk about how you're just a vapor that appears for a little while and then vanishes away. So instead, every day you say, if the Lord wills, I'll do this or do that. Anything beyond that is arrogant and dangerous. So you know all about that. And all that it means is we need to take stock of what we have available and use it to the best of our abilities. You know, if you follow this podcast, that I like to think of that in day-tight increments and also measure that in the cadence of a given week. So ultimately, what I'm asking you today The time that you have available to you, maybe it's first thing in the morning, maybe on your daily commute, or at your lunch break, or right when you get home from work or school, or just before bed, the time that you have each day to work with, how are you using it, and how can you use it better? You probably know that we have an Excel Still More three-month journal where every day we document a few of those things, and then there's a little section at the beginning of each week where you accumulate lists of some of the things that you've done that week. And so ultimately, I like to look at things in seven-day intervals and say, okay, that week, here's what I had available, here's what I chose, next week, here's what I would like to change. So as we get through the content of this episode, if you're looking for a tangible way to start documenting the way that you use the time that's available to you and whether or not it's actually building towards something, consider checking out the Excel Still More three-month journal and make daily entries. You can find that, as always, at our website, excelstillmore.life. Okay, so let me be clear on something super important here. 
I understand that every day of your life and every week that you schedule has mandatory obligations built into it. There are things at this point in your life that are non-negotiable and they take time. For instance, the time that you spend getting rest so that you can have the energy for the day, the occupation you've chosen and the hours associated with it, the education you are pursuing, and the classes and the homework and all of the things that just must be done. If you're a parent, if you're a stay-home mom or dad, that comes with tons of obligations. And when you add to this things that come up in a given week or monthly schedule, like doctor's appointments or dentist appointments or whatever it might be, most of our time is obligated. But listen carefully. Not all of your time is obligated. I would argue that no matter how busy you believe that you are, there are moments in your day, 10 minutes here, an hour there, where you have full choice of how you're going to use it. We call this discretionary time, time left to your discretion. You're not made to do a thing. You're not scheduled to do a thing. You just decide what you want to do, and you do it. When you look at it in terms of a weekly schedule, maybe it's time you have on a Saturday, or a Sunday afternoon, or someday during the week that maybe you get off early. What are you doing with that time? There's our topic today. Now, in terms of what you and I might do, the Bible tells us to be very wise about that. We need to really take stock of what we're doing. In Ephesians chapter 5, the Bible says, to make the most of your time because the days are evil. What that last part means is everything we've already said. Time is precious and fleeting and unpredictable. Use your time wisely. It goes on to talk about great spiritual things you will definitely want to do. We'll talk about that at the end today. Certainly, it talks about the difference between wise usage and foolish usage. And I'll tell you, that's the biggest hope in today's episode that you run your choices through a filter that helps to eliminate foolish wasting of time. Okay, here we go. Ready? There are three different categories of things you can do with time available to you. And the list is very simple. Number one, unimportant things. We will talk about that first. There is room for unimportant activities in your day. You just need to be extra careful about those. Category two, somewhat important. There are some things I do with my extra time that has limited value. And I want to do a bit more of that than the first thing, but there needs to be a filter there as well. And then the third category is defined by very important things. I want more very important things in my day and in my life. So there you go. When you have time at your disposal, you can do unimportant things, somewhat important things, and hopefully more and more very important things. Let's talk more about that first one. Usually when we discuss unimportant things, we're talking about technology, aren't we? The time that I use on social media or staring at my phone, the time that I waste, and we start to use the word waste, watching television, Maybe the list includes things like time spent on my computer or playing video games. Now, I think there's room for some of that in our lives. But here is the question, the filter 
through which you should run all of that activity. Are you ready? This thing I am about to do, is it something that I will consume and forget? Or is it something I will engage in and maybe remember? That's the filter. Something I will consume and forget or engage in and remember. I have to tell you where this came from for me. It had to do with Netflix, actually. Summer and I, about four nights a week, after everyone has gone to bed, we like to watch Netflix. We are big fans of European crime dramas, and I have no explanation for that. But we had run out of shows, and so I was researching online one of the potential new programs we could check out. And the critic said at the end, if you're looking for something to consume and forget, this is for you. But if you're looking for something that you will remember, then move along. And that statement has struck me as something I can use in a lot of areas of my life. The truth is, we saw some crime dramas we knew we were going to enjoy and we still talk about. But most of the time, we watched it and completely forgot it a month later. I started noticing that this is true in a lot of other areas as well. There are some things I do on social media, people I check up on or encourage or just read about that I remember. It has some tangible relevance in my life. I have some connection with them, and it's not like super important time usage, but at least I remember it and use it. But most of the time, when I'm scrolling down my Facebook feed or the Yahoo page, it is not only unimportant usage of time, I'm going to forget every single ounce of it within 30 minutes. That is the unimportant time usage that needs to go. Listen, do unimportant things. Do leisure things. Relax your mind. But try to make it at least something that you stand a chance of remembering and using. We put that filter on our Netflix binging, and now we've cut it down to only a couple of nights a week only when we know that we will enjoy the series and we spend that time doing other things. Use that approach with all technology and it will make a big difference. I mentioned an episode or two ago that I've given up video games. I kept a game going for 45 minutes at night after the kids went to bed and I forgot almost every game I've played in the last 10 years, except for a few that were particularly interesting and I knew they would be good and I loved them. So this year, I've decided to not play any unless there is one. It will still be unimportant use of time, but it's one that I believe really kind of connects with the stuff I really like, and I may give that a go. But just by running it through the filter is going to open up pockets of time, and we are going to use that time, you and me, in better places. Now, if you can understand that and start making some changes there, I think you will feel much better about the way you use your time and you and I can now discuss the next category, somewhat important things. Here are things that you might do with your discretionary time when you get up in the morning, at your lunch break, what you listen to on your daily commute, or something that you check out before bed, and it has some value. Maybe it's educational. Maybe it's something that you have a particular favor for or interest in, and while you can still be a great parent, Christian person without any of it. It's only somewhat important. We still want to keep some of that stuff. For me, in particular, I'm talking about books. 
I like to read books. And a couple of years ago, I set aside time, got off Facebook for a while, and I started reading secular books recommended by friends that pertain to what I was trying to build, the Excel Still More journey. And they were great. I didn't have to read them to be a Christian, but I learned things and I remembered things. And I used them in a lot of episodes, even throughout last year. But then, going into late 2019, I made a mistake. I kept reading books, but they weren't books I was particularly interested in. You could argue they were somewhat important. They dealt with history or the church or something I was trying to grow in. But I kind of knew they weren't really for me. I just read them because people said I probably should. And I lost my love for reading. And it took me a while to figure out why that was happening. But it's the same question. Early on, I was reading books, doing research, that I knew I had a good chance of engaging in, remembering, and using. But later, I was reading pages knowing at the very moment I was reading them that I would consume this and forget it. So now, I don't start a book unless I first ask myself, is this something I'm going to consume and forget? Or is this something I'm going to engage in and remember? This can be true of television viewing. I try to catch the news. I don't want to watch the news all the time. But 30 minutes of news at night, political news, kind of chills me out a little bit. I enjoy it. It's not tons of time used, but I generally learn some things and am better educated And that's a whole lot better than some TV series I don't even care about or reality TV garbage. And I almost hate to say this, but even podcasts need to be filtered. What you listen to on the radio, the podcast you tune into, you can totally overdo that. You can spend too much time justifying that it's somewhat important, but in truth, you've forgotten almost everything that you listen to. Well, you need to quit listening to those programs. If you listen to the Excel Still More podcast instead of listening to good Christian music or praying on your way to work or whatever, and you're just forgetting this stuff, it's not really helping you, and it doesn't resonate with you, then you should stop doing it. But if it's really helping you grow as a Christian, now it's earned the right for your time. But the point is, just because it's kind of important doesn't mean you have to keep doing it if it's something that honestly isn't doing much for you. All right, so here is what is really cool about this. If you can walk through those first two categories and be more judicious, you will have more time on your hands. I promise you, you will have far less screen time. By the way, I get my screen time notification every Sunday morning at 9.30. As soon as I pull into our parking lot on how many hours I used, it's very humbling And it's an interesting thought to carry into the church building on Sunday. But those numbers are going down. Now, what am I doing with that time? Some of it rolls over to somewhat important things, like reading a book or tuning into a podcast or watching the news. But even then, I've been careful so that I could take even a little time out of that and roll it into the thing that really matters. You know what it is. It's category three. Very important things. Now, you probably think I'm going to start preaching right about here for the last three minutes. I'm going to tell you that you need to be using more time praying to God. I'm going to tell you that every day, at least for a few minutes, you should be reading your Bible, and that at least one time every day, you should accomplish some 
spiritual highlight, some time usage for which you'd like to be remembered. If I was going to do that, I would probably read a little more for you out of Ephesians 5, where it tells us to be careful how you walk, not as unwise men, but as wise, making the most of your time because the days are evil. Then he tells you five things that are really great to do with your time. Number one, understand what the will of the Lord is. Number two, be filled with the Spirit. Number three, sing songs with God's people. Number four, give thanks in the name of Jesus Christ. And number five, be subject to God's people and serve them. Yeah, if I was going to start preaching on very important time usage and how you can rob from unimportant things, filter the somewhat, and feed the things that matter, I would probably mention that. Forgive me, but if I was going to do that, I would once again mention why journaling is so important. Every day in the Excel Still More Journal, we write down prayers, we read the Word and write down observations, and we note at least one spiritual highlight that we want to accomplish by day's end. Okay, so I guess I just did. I preached, but I kept it down to about a minute, so that's not too bad. The truth is, you ought to already know what the most important things are. If I ask you, if you had one more hour every day, or even just an hour a week, that you could commit to things that honor your core values, that you could invest in people and activities that truly resonate with who you are and who you want to be, what would you do with that time? Now, that's a list I think easily made. For me, my number one core value is a love-based relationship with God, so prayer and Bible study would be there. My second thing is a peace-filled and joy-filled relationship with my family, so time with my kids would be right there. And my third has to do with spreading the gospel to others, and so I could easily make that list. I believe you should do that, except now you can really get those things done. You've carved out the time You've opened up the space. Now all you need to do is reassign it in better places. Okay, I'm an hour less of Facebook because I was just forgetting it instantly, and I'm going to devote that to Bible study. I've given up one TV show that honestly I don't even care about, so now I'm playing spades three nights a week with my family. Listen, this is the way it works. You don't get any more time this week than you had last week but you can use it differently. So instead of complaining about time you don't feel like you have, let's do better with what you do have. Whatever you choose to do this week, no matter which category it falls into, make it clear this hurdle. This thing I am about to do, is it something I will probably consume and forget? Or is it something I will engage in and remember? Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you enjoyed the program, please remember to share with your family and your friends. Also, you can go to excelstillmore.life to sign up for emails, order the three-month journals, or just catch up on old episodes. So until next time, let me leave you with this. Whatever you choose to do today in the name of the Lord Jesus, excel still more.